The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our lockdown online special edition of Hookups and Heartbreaks. Uh, I just want to take this opportunity to welcome all of you single people uh, out there. Uh, We really treasure you and we value you. The Bible says a lot about uh, single people and how uh, you can live your, 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 your life in being single uh, to the glory of God and uh, honoring God uh, in, 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 in your way of life. And so tonight we have a special edition just for you. And if you can hear me, please put a comment in the comment section uh, to confirm that you can hear me loud and clear and you can see the picture just so we can know you're here. And tonight, we have a special guest all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Some of you may know him. He's already been uh, to Faith Church a few times. And uh, Hassani Pettiford uh, is an award-winning speaker, uh, best-selling author, celebrity uh, marriage coach. Uh, We have spent 19 years working with high-profile clients, entertainers, professional athletes, Uh, Hollywood and corporate execs and small business owners. He's a recognized authority on couple skills, uh, an infidelity recovery specialist, and a personal development trainer. Uh, So tonight we have the privilege and the honor to have the best of the best. I told him, I said, Asani, honestly, truth be told, I do not know anyone who is as gifted as you are uh, in dealing with relationship with such excellence, clarity, and uh, uh, just uh, uh, eloquence, man. Tonight, you're going to understand everything that he has to say. You're not going to walk out of uh, this meeting thinking, I wonder what he meant by that. You know, you're going to know exactly what he means. You know why? Because he's an excellent communicator. So, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you... Uh, help me to put your hands together and show your love to my friend, my brother, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Hassani Pettiford. Hey. Yeah, welcome, brother. It is an honor always to oh, be man. present, to talk with you, to work with you. You are my brother. You are my mentor. You are my leader. You are my teacher. You are my guide. And it's, a, it's an opportunity to be on this call with you. Oh, man. We are so, we're just so privileged to have you tonight. And so, Asani, we have uh, uh, hundreds of single people uh, that have joined uh, this. They, they've been looking forward to it ever since we announced. They've been sharing with their friends. And so they're looking forward to hearing uh, what we have to say tonight. And uh, uh, why don't we kick it off? What do we have for the single people tonight? Well, we're going to be talking about something that I think is extremely, extremely important for single people to realize, and that is, are you really ready? Are you really prepared for the relationship that you ultimately want? And so I've had the opportunity, along with my wife, Danielle, of working with singles as well as 
uh, non-married couples who are looking to transition into uh, committed relationships. So I want to talk about uh, what we call the relationship readiness review for singles. Come on. That's powerful. And so there's there's 10 areas that we want to focus on. And I'm going to do my best to kind of unpack it slow. And and if I share anything, feel free to jump in, ask a question, because your level of expertise is incredible as well. I'm sure you can add to this conversation. But in essence, whenever someone comes to me, I guide them through this process. I ask them 10 key questions and I have them evaluate themselves in these particular areas to determine if they're ready. Because here's the deal. You can be ready, meaning I'm excited to do this. I want to go to the next relationship, but you may not be prepared, meaning you don't have all the knowledge, the skill sets. You're not in the right mental, emotional space to be able to handle a committed relationship. And so one of the first questions that we ask is, is this. Number one, uh, do you know what you want? For instance, do you have a clear vision for your life and relationship? Can you envision the perfect life in rich, in rich detail that feels strong, very real, and keeps you motivated? And so what this question really is about is clarity. Do you have clarity and certainty as it relates to what you want? And what we have found, I think it's built into human nature, we have more of an idea of what we don't want than what we do want. Right. Right? That's you powerful. ask a person, yeah. So what do you want in a relationship? Well, I don't, I don't want somebody who's going to do this and I don't, yeah, but what do you, what do you want? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> and, and, and so you have to be clear. You have to be a meaningful specific, not a wandering generality. Because oh, wow. If you're, not you're going to have clear, to say that again, man. If they're taking down notes, they need to write this down. What did you say? <laughs> you have to be a meaningful specific as opposed to a wandering generality. Come on. Because if you if you deal with wandering generalities concerning your life and concerning relationships, you'll wind up with anything and think that you've caught a good catch and it may not be good for you at all. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be clear. Now, there's there's a fine balance though because some people can be so specific that they're now picky. And, and really what they do is they disqualify everyone off of their short list because they don't measure up to this and they don't measure up to that. And so rather than being too detailed, really want you, you want to operate with govern, governing principles, if you will, governing principles, and you want to be flexible and fluid with it because it's going to show up differently with everyone you meet. But in essence, you want to have a clear idea of what you ultimately want. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, so uh, essentially, someone must uh, uh, come up with a list. I think that would be the, name, uh, the next question that people are, you know, are going to ask. Does it mean I have to come up with a list? And uh, how specific can I get with my list of a potential spouse? Like, for instance, everyone has a type, generally speaking. Um, what they want that person to look like, a certain type of personality, and that's good. But the reality is, when you look at the statistics, most people marry individuals who are not, quote unquote, their type. And so if they held to these hard restrictions, they could be missing so much opportunity and so much blessing. I say this all the time. My wife technically was not my type in terms of what I was looking for or what I was interested in when I was dating. But thank God I broke away from that. 
Um, but I did have general guidelines. Like I wanted someone who was a believer. I wanted someone who was intelligent. I wanted someone um, who was attractive. Now, those are three guidelines. A lot of people can fit into that. So I wasn't so specific that it ruled a lot of people out. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I like, though, the priority uh, uh, order of how you put it together. You, you started off with, I wanted someone who is who's spiritually uh, mature, who knows the Lord, and you went to someone who's intelligent. And the third one was uh, someone who's attractive. And I, I would imagine you did that intentionally. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up. See, because at the end of the day, uh, most people get into relationships because of how somebody looks. They're attractive. They're sexy. They have a nice body. They have a beautiful face. And that becomes the, the, the main focus. And so now if you're selecting someone based upon their physical attraction, well, what happens when they change? Say you get married. Right. Then you have children and then you go through changes. What if there's a car accident and, and you no longer look or you gain weight because you can't move? You're not as mobile. We go through physical changes. And so your your decision to select someone can't be based upon mere superficial reasons. There's got to be something more in depth. And when you're connecting with somebody spiritually, you're dealing with the inner essence of who that person is. Come on. That's what you're committed to. Because people's character and their integrity is attached to their spiritual development. Wow. And so I think <clears throat> if that is in place, then you have the foundation for a healthy relationship. And that kind of takes us to the next point. Okay. Mm. And it's critically important. Do you know your requirements? For instance, have you written down what you consider to be some non-negotiables hmm. or said in that way, are there some must haves hmm. that this individual has? And so if you have your non-negotiables and your must haves, then when you meet someone, you can compare them to this list. So I'll give you a perfect example. Hmm. I was just doing a session with uh, a woman today in Singapore and uh, she's preparing to be married. And we were talking about her non-negotiables. And she said her absolute non-negotiables, he cannot cheat on me, he cannot lie to me, That's he just can't do it. And, and I said, well, okay, well, if he does that, then what? Hmm. Um, um, I mean, I wouldn't like it. I said, okay, but would you stay, would you go? Well, I don't know, it kind of depends. I said, that's not a non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah, you're making a compromise already <laughs> on exactly. a non-negotiable. <laughs> exactly. I said, well, listen, a non-negotiable is if this should happen, there is zero chance and zero possibility that we could ever make it back. And, and I'm not marrying you. I'm done. I said, let me ask you this question. And forgive me, guys. I deal with real conversations, so I just want to be real with you. Uh, I said, if your boyfriend, because he cheated. Right. I said, if the boyfriend cheated on you with your mother. I said, is that a non-negotiable? She said, absolutely. It'd be over. Hmm. I said, I said, if you had a child and your boyfriend molested your child, is that a non-negotiable? Absolutely. I would never. Those are non-negotiables. And so you need to know what it means for you. These are your core convictions. Hmm. Th this is what we call your relational code of ethics. Wow. It's what makes you who you are. And if you don't have that, you will fall for anything. Yeah. And you will you will rationalize and justify anything. 
And so you've got to be grounded and founded in certain belief systems and convictions that you live your life by. And the person you're connected with has to be in alignment with those things. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. And hey, guys, just to remind you, as we go through uh, 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 this list, the uh, relationship readiness quiz list, hey, write notes down. And if you have any questions, please pop them in the comment section. Uh, If something strikes a code, please uh, send us a thumbs up, hit that thumbs uh, uh, button and that the hearts button. Show us some love so we can know you are you are enjoying this. And uh, so, Hassani, you want to you want to continue? So we are talking about must haves. Yes, must have. So so I would encourage all of you in your individual one on one personal time, you know, sit down with yourself. You know, we talk about how there are three relationships we have, the one with God, vertical relationship, the one with ourselves, internal relationship, the one with others, uh, horizontal relationships. Our focus is so much on these horizontal relationships that we don't take the time to (laughs) to develop the internal one or the vertical one. But when you spend time alone by yourself, and you really process what 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 do I need that will make me happy and fulfilled, protected and secure in a relationship? Identify those things first, mm. be clear on it, and then move forward into the dating realm. All right. So number three, number three. Let's um, go. Here's the question that we ask: Are you happy and successful being single? In wow. essence, are you happy and successful being alone? If, if you're nervous and anxious and, and biting your nails and, and desperate for companionship, that's an indication that you're not ready. Wow. Because, because in essence, what you're doing is you're like, oh, my God, my life is not what I want it to be. And if I could just find a man, hmm. if, if, if I could just find a woman, then, then, then I'll have everything I need. And then you'll realize once you get into that relationship and you have that man and you have that woman, the issues that you brought into the relationship don't go away. They're still there Mm. because it was something that is unresolved within you. And that person can't fix all of your internal issues. So, So let me say it like this. Your relationship doesn't own the issue. Your relationship owns the conflict. Wow. And the conflict is created by the individual issues that you bring into the relationship. So if you want to remove your conflict, you have to remove your individual issues. Issues go away, conflict goes away. So, so, so in essence, all of us have stuff that we need to deal with. And we need to find purpose and meaning and fulfillment and satisfaction within ourselves first. We can't be looking for an engine, engine number nine. That's an expression we use. Someone to save us from our situation. I want somebody to save me out of my financial situation. I want somebody to to make me feel happy. Well, if you're not happy alone, nothing that another person can do can, can put an internal joy and happiness within you. So there's things that you need to work on yourself, that individual internal relationship. And once that's secure, then you can be prepared for a relationship with someone else. So you got to be happy. Does that make Man, sense? Man, that's powerful. I- I've got to give you the the horn right there. This is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. You want to continue, brother? Yeah. Number four. The question is, are you ready and available for commitment? So let me read what this says. It means that you have no emotional or legal baggage from a previous relationship. Let's stop right there. 
Because a lot of us, what we do is we're hurt in our relationships and we haven't learned how to properly resolve conflict and we end it. And we race out of one relationship into another relationship with the same hurts, with the same pains. We haven't healed. We haven't gone through a process of delivery or personal transformation. And guess what? We destroy that next relationship because we haven't taken time to be alone and by ourselves. So we're holding on to the residue of previous relationships. And we are constantly haunted by the ghosts of our relational past. And so now what we do, we enter into a new relationship. We're still hurting from our past. So that means that our heart is still attached to our past. It's just a negative feeling. Our mind is still attached to our past. It's just a negative thought. So I can't give all of my heart. I can't give all of my mind to the new person because I'm being pulled and torn between a past that I want to get away from. Right. But it's, it, it's with me everywhere I go because I haven't released it. Come on. And so we talk about the importance of going through a she tox, getting that woman out of your system. Wow. Or a she tox. <laughs> a he tox. Getting that man out of your system. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and, and once you get them out of your system. Did you hear that, guys? A she talks and a he talks. You can't <laughs> carry them over into the next uh, relationship. You have to detox them out of your system. Man, this yeah. is good stuff. You're not going to get it anywhere else. I'm glad you, I'm glad you came here tonight. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, so, so what we're talking about, Pastor, we're talking about the emotional baggage. Come on. And a lot of us are still hurting. A lot of us still struggle with trust. Mm. A lot of us still struggle with unforgiveness. We're holding on to grudges. Uh, um, we, we end relationships, but we don't resolve the issues from those previous relationships. And so now our new partner, we hold them hostage to things that we haven't resolved in our past. Wow. And so though we think we're ready for a relationship, we're broken. And and when you're broken, then you wind up breaking everything around you. Oh, wow. You know, as they say, hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. That's powerful. And so you got to embrace that alone time and allow God to purge you. And you got to go through a process of spiritual transformation, emotional healing, relational restoration, personal growth and development. You got to be committed to the power of Kanai, C-A-N-I, which simply means constant and never ending improvement. Because if you inch forward, if you inch forward 1% at a time, it may be a slow journey to a better version of yourself, but you're moving in the right direction. Come on. And that's ultimately what you want to be. So one of the big qualifiers for who you select to be in a relationship with, in addition to, yes, you want them to look good, and yes, you want them to be a believer, and yes, you want them to be intelligent, but are they committed to their own personal growth? Wow. Or are they, or are they just comfortable with who they are? Like, wow. I love who I am, but... I, I also realize that there's a lot of things I need to work on. Come and on. I'm constantly striving to become my best self. Hmm. That's something you can trust in. That's something that you can rely upon because you know that whatever your situation currently is, it can get better because you're committed to a process of making it better. Man, that's powerful. Let's go to the next one. You know what? We're running out of time because we're supposed to... Uh, Hassani only gave us 40 minutes of his 
precious time. And let me tell you, Asani's time is expensive, okay, because he, he's busy. I've been with him in Atlanta, and his phone does not stop. I mean, his phone goes off all the time. And so, you know, it's just a privilege that we could get him. And let's go to the next uh, uh, relationship readiness quiz. And if we don't make it through all of them, we have some questions that we're going to look at at about uh, 25 minutes, if you don't mind, Asani. Absolutely. Just stop me when you need to stop me. Right. So number five, <clears throat> are you satisfied with your work and career? So now this is the tagline. Your work is fulfilling. It supports your lifestyle. And here's the key. It does not interfere with your availability for a new relationship. Wow. So here's the deal. So many people are so focused and determined, and they should be, right? Because they're trying to accomplish things. Yeah. But sometimes you can be so one-track-minded that you don't leave space and time for a relationship. Mm. One of the biggest struggles, and you know this, uh, you're a busy man. You've been married for a number of years. You've counseled a lot of people. One of the biggest struggles that married couples have is time. Time. They feel like they don't get any time. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, and here's the deal. I say this all the time. People, once they say I do, they oftentimes give up their relationship for the sake of the marriage. Oh, wow. What does that mean? Well, before we said I do, we were dating, we were talking, we were getting together, we were spending a lot of time together. It was just you and me. And there was but a now connection. That married, there was a connection. Now that we're married, we have work. We have kids. We have bills. We have ministry. We have extracurricular. We have all these different things. Then I have my passions. You have your passions. So our relationship is now at the bottom of the list of priorities. Hmm. We don't spend time together. We don't date anymore. We don't talk anymore. And so what happens is your partner is getting the leftovers of your life. And so if you don't <clears throat> enter into a dating relationship, committed courtship now, providing space for that person then you're you're laying the wrong foundation for what life will look like once you get married. Mm. Time is the glue that binds couples together. Come on. And you have to be able to spend that time to invest in that relationship. That's powerful. Okay, number six, number six. Um, are you healthy in your mind, your body, and your spirit? Meaning your physical, mental, and emotional health doesn't interfere with you having a life and relationship that you ultimately want. At the end of the day, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you have to be a healthy you. If you are in unhealthy in any area of your life, well, guess what? Guess who's impacted by that? Hmm. The person who you spend the rest of your life with. Hmm. And so this is what I, what I mean about being committed to a process of personal growth and development in every single area of your life. Number seven, this is huge. Number seven. Number seven. Let's go. Are you are you financially and legally tied to anyone else? Another way of saying that is your financial and legal business in order. Wow. So, Man, this is real. Points. This is so real. These are things that, you know, when people are just looking at getting into a relationship and they are just emotional about it, you know, they just say, you know, pastor, I know he's going through a divorce he hasn't finalized it so legally they're still tied to someone else but you know because they are emotionally feeling things they say you know ah but i'm just willing to give it a go and they wound up being uh, hurt and some of them uh financially like you say uh they are tied because you know that which is not a problem they may have a kid that they have to pay social 
uh, support for and so on and so forth. And so this is, these are very important questions to ask yourself before you bring in uh, somebody else. Man, you want, you want to go for it? Yeah, just really quickly, like, here's the reality. If you're financially prepared, it means, guess what? You have a little bit of money in the bank for savings. Hmm. You have decent credit. You've got a reliable job or business that can financially sustain you. And if you decide to get married, it can sustain your family. You are secure. You have a proper management in terms of how you spend your money. You, you, you don't blow all your money away. Like you're just responsible. And it's important that you uh, as a person have yourself together and you are in financial alignment with the person that you are in a relationship with. And so most couples disagree in our uh, opposite ends of the spectrum a lot of times when it comes to finances. And that's one of the major things that causes divorce. Mm. And so if it's not together before you say I do, then it's not going to be together once you say I do. So <clears throat> focusing on that and getting that in place now is so critically important. You're not legally attached. You, you, you know, a lot of people enter into relationships and their partner has to inherit financial responsibilities that they are still responsible for wow. debts, whether it's school debt. What, what if it's child support? That's the reality you're going to have to deal with. Like there's so many things here. And so th you, you just want to be in the best place that you can be uh, to set the right foundation for your union. That's awesome. Let's do go to the do next we one. Or do we, do we yeah, wanna... yeah. We can, we can jump into uh, number eight. I think okay. number eight now and, and, and just hit the next okay. three quickly. I'm going to hit him really quickly. Number eight, um, your family relationships, are they functional? Here's the reality. If every relationship attached to you is broken and tattered and torn and there's drama and there's issues, now I'm thinking, well, what's wrong with you? So you don't get along with your mama. You don't get along with your sister, siblings. Your friends no longer like you. Like everywhere you go, there's a trail of bad, broken relationships. What does that say about you? Because you're the lowest common denominator in all of these relationships. So we need to figure out what's going on. So your personal relationships are critically important uh, in order to have the proper foundation for the relationship you want to enter into. Uh, two more, two more. Uh, number nine, uh, do you have effective dating skills? Let me tell you something. I hear so many people say, oh, I would make a great wife. I would make a great husband. Yeah, but do you know how to date? <laughs> because dating happens before a committed relationship. And you need skills to date. Exactly. I mean, there's some people who ask you on the first date, when are you going to marry me? <laughs> and it's like, whoa, right. wait right a minute. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang out. <laughs> exactly. Like, do we even have anything in common? Is there any chemistry? Do we like the same things? So... Dating is a skill to your point in itself, and you have to learn how to effectively date in order to transition into the next season. So you got four seasons, the dating season, committed courtship, engagement, and marriage. And each one of those seasons has different skills that you need to develop to make it work. Okay? Do, you, do you want to say then, them again? So we have the dating season. Dating season, that's the selection process. Mm-hmm. Then you have committed courtship. Committed courtship. That is the getting to know you phase. Right. Then you have engagement. Uh huh. Right. That is the season of preparation. Mm -hmm. And then you have marriage, which is known as or should be the final frontier. Come on. Every season 
has a different level of responsibility, a different level of commitment, and a different skill set that you have to have in order for it to work. Which brings us to our number 10, our last one. Do you have effective relationship skills? Like, for instance, do you, do you have the ability to develop true intimacy and closeness? Do you know how to effectively communicate? Do you know how to negotiate through differences? Do you know how to forgive? Do you know how to pick up once you've had an argument and keep I going without it holding you back? Yeah. yeah. All, all, all these things are necessary. Do you know how to get over emotional triggers? Like when you have you so uh, effective skills for a successful relationship, then success is guaranteed. Those are the top 10 things that we would encourage you to consider uh, if you're alone and thinking about a relationship or you need to reevaluate the existing relationship that you're in. Come on, people. Let's show some, let's show some love. <laughs> that was awesome. So, Hassani, uh, we have 10 more minutes before we uh, let you go. I have a few questions here. And, guys, if you have any more questions, please just pop them in the comment section. Uh, the first question I have here is, uh, how long would you recommend to date before getting married? And I think it's, it's, it, it's closely related to... Uh, the readiness, uh, relationship readiness quiz number nine, the four seasons of, of, of dating to get to marriage. So the question is, how long would you recommend to date before getting married? So, so to your point, it's about going through these seasons. That's what it's really about. Like if I would have put a time stamp on it, uh, personally, my personal opinion, I don't think that you should even consider talking about marriage unless you've been together for a minimum of one year. Like, and that's, you know, I'm, I married, I decided to marry my wife and we got married after a year and a half of being together. See, the thing is, just like we talked about seasons, you want to see these people in all seasons. How do they act in the winter? How do they act in the fall? How do they act in the spring and the summer? Like, you need enough time to see their crazy come out. Come on. You need enough time to see them at their best and their worst. And if you're only seeing them at their best and you race to get married, then you don't know who that person is, is yet. So, so give it some time. Don't rush. But then I think you can be together with somebody for too long. Like, I know people who've been dating for nine years and still trying to figure out if they want to be married. At some point, you're like, come on, the jig is up. I got to move on. What are we going to do about this? Yeah, you know? that's good. That's a good That's a good answer right there. And uh, the next uh, question says, uh, is it possible to become too comfortable uh, with being single? Um, that's a good question. I, I guess, you know, here's the reality. Are we talking about single in a relationship or single alone? I think this is single alone. Okay. Well, not everybody has the desire to be married. Not everybody has the desire for companionship. Some people are comfortable by themselves. Now, here's the deal. If they're comfortable being alone uh, and it comes from a good place, enjoy. <clears throat> if you are alone because of past hurts, past pains, idiosyncrasies, inconsistencies, baggage, fears, phobias, and anxiety, all of that, then that's not good. That means that you need to work on your personal healing and take advantage of your alone time. Because when you're operating from a healthy place, then you're able to make decisions that serve you best. And maybe when you're healthy, you're in a better position and open to a relationship. So if you're unhealthy, stay alone till you get healthy. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. 
It makes a lot of sense because some people just have insecurity. They need to detox and she talks like, you, you know, he talks and she talks. Some of them just need to work on themselves. I think you said something that was powerful at one of our marriage classes. You said uh, one of the most important things to do in a relationship is to work on you because you take you everywhere. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you are ready uh, and you want to make sure that, you know, you're not single because uh, of an unhealthy, hidden uh, situation. Uh, you're just single uh, because you're working on yourself and, you know, uh, getting ready for the person that God will bring to you. What happens, here's the next question. It says, what happens when you commit to someone who is not ready to commit to you? Get uncommitted. (laughs) (laughs) All right, wait, 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 wait. I got to find that thing. There you go, there you go. Really quickly, I have a men group that I lead, and we have about 60 men in this group, and they're all married. And so the question came up last night, when you were married, did you have a healthy marriage mindset? And the majority of them said no, they didn't. And so a lot of times you may be dating someone or in a relationship with someone who doesn't have a healthy relationship mindset, meaning they're not interested in commitment. They don't want to take this thing further. And so they're good and comfortable being in a relationship long term, especially if they're getting benefits, which they should not be getting. Like uh, if if you two are not on the same path and don't want the same thing, stop wasting your time. You know, there's so much opportunity out there. And so you could be depriving yourself of the person that God truly has for you because you're tied and attached to somebody who does not want for you what you want for yourself. Yeah, I remember at one of the seminars, someone asked you if um, there was a shortage of uh, eligible bachelors out there, and you answered it so clearly and eloquently. You said, uh, it depends on who's asking, because sometimes people are afraid of getting uncommitted or leaving a bad relationship that's going nowhere, because they think that if they lose the person, they're never going to find somebody else out there. But you answered the question uh, so eloquently, there's not a shortage of, of, of bachelors out there. Uh, actually, you answered it this way. You said it depends on who's asking. If you have a mindset of abundance, man, you'll be yeah. stumbling, stumbling upon, bumping into, tripping over eligible bachelors everywhere you go. So it's a yeah. mindset shift. You've got to realize yeah. that, hey, listen, there's many uh, 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 eligible uh, bachelors and bachelorettes out there. Uh, who, you know, uh, uh, are ready to commit to a relationship. Absolutely, 100%. That's awesome. The next question I have here says, uh, what are some of the ways we can detox? Oh, okay, very good, good question. Number one, you detox by getting alone, detaching yourself for a season of time. Maybe you want to stop getting together with your friends Stop being social. It's almost like a personal fast where you just shut things down. Maybe you're turning the TV off. Maybe you're turning the radio off and you're getting alone and by yourself and allowing you uh, to purge, allowing God to minister to you. You know, uh, maybe you're reading a particular book or you're embracing a particular course of personal growth and development, and that becomes your focus without all of the distractions so that when you come out of that season, you're in a better place. Like maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to snot. Maybe you need to get it out. Like you've got to purge yourself of all of that toxicity. And so there are some great books that I would always recommend people get. Let me just give you one phenomenal book that's in my top 10 that I'd love and give to everybody who's looking to 
to detox and become better. It's entitled Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Wow. Uh, it's written by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he talks about how you can literally become a new version of yourself uh, through your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings and learning how to clear out all the negativity to embrace in the reality. Phenomenal book. It's kind of scientific, um, uh, but, but it, it parallels the Bible a lot in terms of what the Bible says about being personally transformed. Man, that's powerful. We've got about four minutes before we uh, go. Uh, the next question is, uh, what are some of the guidelines we can use to approach the issues of finances when planning to date uh, someone? Um, really quickly, you know what? You can go to the bookstore and you can grab these books. And a lot of these books are like question books. They'll have like a thousand questions in there that you two can discuss together. And they have categories. So they have financial questions. They have relationship questions. They have uh, family questions. Questions that you need to know to get to know the person you're with. And in these books, I mean, they're everywhere. They will have all the questions that you're probably not thinking of. And as you discuss it and dialogue it, it'll bring out a lot of issues to determine if you're on the same page or what you need to work on. So simply using a tool like that can be very, very helpful. And then, you know, embracing a course together. Like uh, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University is something that a lot of people use to really help get their finances together. That's awesome. And uh, the last question we're going to take for tonight uh, says, how do you know if it's the right person? We all, <clears throat> that's a good question. I guess it's different for everybody, but I would say at the end of the day, all of us have a competitive advantage that the world doesn't have. And that is the Holy Spirit. And there is an inner voice that leads you and guides you, that teaches you, that corrects you, that admonishes you. And a lot of times when we're so emotionally connected and enthralled in a person, we dim down, we silence that voice because we're, we're making decisions based upon feelings and emotions and not allowing the spirit to lead and guide us. And so that's number one. Number two, you have to have people in your surroundings, in your community who can see what you can't see. See, I've made the mistake of choosing the wrong individuals because I didn't want to hear what my parents had to say or my friends had to say. Right. And I made the wrong decision. But when I brought people into my world who love me, who want the best for me, who were able to look at the person I was interested in from a different perspective, they were able to give me insight that I didn't have. So I relied on the wisdom of other people to also determine who was the best one for me. And guess what? We've been married for 17 years now four kids, great business, and we have an amazing relationship because I invited other people into my decision-making process. Amen. That's powerful, man. Hey, Asani, I just want to say thank you. Hey, guys, come on. Just hit that thumbs button, the hearts. Come on, send some love. That was really awesome. Asani, thank you for making time and uh, uh, coming out. Before you go, I'm going to ask for one quick uh, request. Uh, if you don't mind, please, would you mind praying for all the singles that are on this call and uh, just releasing a blessing uh, over them and just uh, praying that the Holy Spirit would lead them in the path uh, of their future wife, future husband, and that they would have that clarity of voice in their heart that this sure. is the right person and just pray favor over them if you don't mind, brother.
Absolutely. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for every individual who happens to be attached to this call right now, whether they are members of Faith Hill Church or whether they are friends of friends, they may be dialing in from all over the world. We know that you had no respect of persons in your will with each and every one of them. Lead them and guide them in all truth. Father God, speak to them. Help them to have mental clarity. Help them to not allow their emotions and their feelings and their hurts and their pains to get in their way. I just pray that before they begin to embrace relationships with others, first they will embrace their relationship with you. Because once that is secure, that's the foundation of all other relationships. So Father God, open up their eyes and ears to the truth of who you are. Help them to have spiritual discernment. Help them to use guidelines. Help them to have a community that will support them, Father God, as they transition from the season that they're in to the season that they want to be in. And we pray blessings over their lives, blessings over their relationships. I see marriages taking place. I see committed families being uh, 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 taking place. I see children coming forth. I see so much, Lord God, because you have a plan for your people, and that is to help prosper us. And so we thank you, Lord God, for the season we're in and where you're taking us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Man, I'll tell you this, Asani. Uh, I was at a conference in uh, February in Denver, Colorado, and there was a gentleman there, Lance Warnow is his name. He was talking about the seven mountains of influence. And one of the mountains that he said was very important and foundational uh, to the success of all the other mountains is the mountains of family. And I believe there's an anointing on your life, and I believe God has called you to ascend all the way to the top of that mountain and be an authority in that mountain which you are. And I believe God is going to open doors for you uh, to go out throughout the entire world and just minister the way you did uh, 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 to us tonight. Hey, quickly, if people want to get more information, books, uh, they want to hear more because uh, there are people who have more questions. They want to know uh, how to do, how to get ready, how to detox. I know you have a YouTube channel and you also have a website and I know you take uh, personal coaching as well. What way can they go to find this information? Simply go to couplesacademy.org, couplesacademy.org, and you'll find out everything about us, but we do have a, a thriving YouTube page with over 300 videos. Just type my name in, Hassani Pettiford, or type in Couples Academy, subscribe, 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 subscribe. We produce content every single week, and so there's no end to the amount of content. And if you let us know what type of material you want us to uh, create on in a YouTube video, we'll do that for you. And if you want personal coaching, yes, go to the website. We, we extend our services to couples and clients and individuals all over the world. Amen. So, guys, please make sure you go to YouTube as soon as you get off this uh uh, 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 broadcast, go to YouTube, look for Couples Academy, or you can search for Hassani Pettiford and subscribe. Uh, don't just subscribe, also click for notification, uh, the notification button, so that every time they put new co uh, content, uh, you get to know about it and you can go and watch it. One of the most important things you can do uh, during this period of uh, waiting is to prepare yourself, invest in yourself. Uh, by learning about these things, and there's no better place. Listen to me. I've, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people. I've traveled all over the world. I don't know anyone who puts out uh, uh, such 
awesome, profound uh, information and uh, wisdom on couples and relationships as Asani Pettiford. So please be sure, this is a privilege. This is a privilege, a once-in-a-lifetime privilege. So be sure to go to his YouTube channel and uh, click subscribe and buy the books and start investing in yourself so that when you meet that uh, a person, you are ready to take things to the next level. When God brings that person, you're not going to sabotage it, but that it will just usher you uh, into the next phase, the destiny of your life. Well, thank you so much for uh, watching tonight. Do you have any parting words, uh, Hassani, before I shut this down? <laughs> I would just simply say, if there's one thing that you heard here today, just one, we shared a lot, grab hold of that one thing and work it. It'll work if you work it. And so that would be my encouraging last word. Oh, thank Facebook. you so much, brother. You are a blessing. Thank you, sir. Love you, man. Love you, brother. God bless you. All right, guys, we'll see you on Sunday. Uh, if you uh, want to uh, watch our service, we're going to be live on this page, 9.30 in the morning, and at YouTube, 11 o'clock uh, in the morning. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.